0: However, flat lace can look flat, they can have flat lighting, they can end up not having enough depth in them. And I'll explain more about that, you know, flat lace can also be blurry. Yes, they can be blurry and they can totally miss the mark of making an impression on the viewer. And they can also go so badly wrong that instead of making a food look delicious, they actually make the food not look appetizing I mean as a food photographer that is not what we want that is our biggest nightmare we want our food to look appetizing because that's our job and you know who's going to help us with being successful at our job proper lighting My motto is, put your best food forward. Well, here on this podcast, I promise to keep it raw and real and hope you find your answers, action and inspiration as we move through the episodes. Welcome to episode 35. Can you believe we are on episode 35? Oh my gosh, every time I say the episode number, like my heart literally skips a beat because I can't believe that we've come so far. And honestly, it would not have been possible without you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Actually, before I start today's podcast, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving me such wonderful feedback all the time. Thank you for sharing your words, either sending me an email or, you know, your DMs. Oh my God, they really touch my heart. You know, this podcast overall is helping you. It truly means so much to me. And you know what? Every time I see your reviews on Apple podcast, you have no idea how it lights up my face. Like I literally want to hug you. So thank you so much. First of all, for tuning in. Second of all, for sharing your thoughts with me. And third of all, for making this episode 35 for bringing us you know so far and I hope that we one day will be recording episode 135 and then 235 and we'll see how it goes but today we are on episode 35 and we are talking about something that we photographers absolutely love. We are talking about light today and we are talking about flat lay photography two of our favorites actually. Do you like flat lays? I love flat lays and I think it's so easy to go wrong in lighting up a flat photo. I know, I know you're all like, huh, but you know, flat lay photography is probably one of the most common kinds of product photography, food photography, I would say, because it's very powerful, right? It's a really, really great way to capture a story, tell a story, to create large compositions, to really transport a viewer into a frame. But it is equally easy to completely go wrong with the lighting, to completely mess up the depth or, you know, making an impact through that particular photo. It's very, very easy. And trust me, I'm saying that by experience. I have been on the side where I have very easily messed up many, many, many flat lay photos. And I've learned this the hard way, which is why I'm going to share with you my number one lighting tip today that will Make your flat lay photos go from boom to boom (laughs) because I'm sure they're already great, but we can always do a little better, right? So I'm going to share with you my top technique today, which is actually the first step when I'm setting up my life for a flat lay. That is my first thing that I check and that's what I'm going to walk you through today. So flat lays are basically top-down shots or overhead photography, right? In which we are... Just looking straight down at our composition and then taking a photo from above. As simple as that. And like I said, it's really, really powerful because the options to create a story in that particular angle, the kind of compositions that we can create are absolutely endless. I mean, there is a reason why it is the most popular angle for photography because it works not just great for dslrs but it is a fantastic angle for phone photography i mean that's one angle where the phone doesn't really mess up (laughs) you know what i mean yeah so i love flat lays i think they are very powerful they really catch the viewer's attention and the opportunity that we have with flat lays is endless however the opportunity to go wrong with lighting a flat lay is also somewhat endless (laughs) no it's not endless however flat lays can look flat they can have flat lighting they can end up not having enough depth in them and I'll explain more about that you know flat lays can also be blurry yes they can be blurry and they can totally miss the mark of making an impression on the viewer and they can also go so badly wrong that instead of making a food look delicious, they actually make the food not look appetizing. I mean, as a food photographer, that is not what we want. That is our biggest nightmare. We want our food to look appetizing because that's our job. And you know, who's going to help us with being successful at our job? Proper lighting, no boss, so lighting can play a really important part in making sure that we don't miss the mark and that our flat is really, really stand out and they have this punch in them, you know, when a viewer looks at them. And the one thing, the first thing that I look for, I adjust and I make sure it's correct when I'm setting up a flat layer is the height of light. Yep, that's my... Top technique, top tip. I know it might not be like, you know, a big aha moment for you because you're like, uh, but hear me out. Hear me out why and what can go wrong if the height of the light is not correct. And I have made this mistake. I have taught photography to many who have made this mistake. And this is one of the most common mistakes when folks are shooting in a flat lay. It is actually something that most people get wrong and they don't even know it. So that's why I wanted to cover this in today's episode so that when we take our next flat lay photo, it just pops, right? So let's start with talking about light. Now, I'm talking about height of light today, but I want you to know that that is only one of the considerations or one of the aspects that actually makes a flat lay pop. To make a flat lay pop, there are many other, in fact, to make any photo pop, there are many other aspects of light that we have to consider and many other aspects in general that we have to consider. So height of light is what we will be covering today. But, you know, the distance from the light, that makes a huge difference. The lens that you're using and how that catches light, that makes a huge difference. The size of your light source, boss, that makes a huge difference. The time of the day and the quality of light and the white balance, that makes a huge difference. So there are many, many aspects that actually impact and create a difference in your flat lay photos. But today we will be talking about height of light because that one often it is overlooked and not many people put a lot of thought because we're usually shooting next to a window we are shooting where we get enough light and are we really paying attention to the window and the height of light and the amount of light that we are getting from there and you know all all of those things we we basically just look for a well-lit space and we shoot there but too much light too little light too high light too low light everything makes a difference. And I will walk you through that step by step by step so that you have a better grip. The next time you're shooting in a space, you know exactly what you need to do. And this holds true, not just for a space that you shoot in every single day. What if you're shooting in a restaurant and the lighting condition is very different from how you shoot at home. This episode will give you a good idea of how you should be placing your composition, where you should be placed, and what you should be looking at when you're choosing a space or, you know, you're placing your composition in a certain position. So we're going to go through all of that right now. So when I started out for a very long time, I actually believed and I thought that when I'm creating bright and airy photos, I should have a lot of light in my frame. You know, and when I'm creating like dark, moody images, then I should actually just underexpose and, you know, really, really bring down the amount of light that I'm getting into my frame. And while that is relatively true, I would say that the beauty of a flat lay actually lies in the depth of light that we create. And that whether it's a bright photo or a moody photo, every photo needs Depth And that's how you turn something 2D into 3D, right? So when I say depth, I actually mean shadows, all right? And an overhead shot, a flat lay shot actually thrives in shadows, more or less shadows. Now that is your creative direction, but without shadows, a photo still remains a photo. It just remains 2D. But the moment you add depth to it, it suddenly turns 3D. You know what? I still remember. I think it was my first year of you know, using a DSLR and I was at that time using natural light. And I was creating this photo of saad meat, which is basically mutton cooked in spinach curry. So again, now curry is definitely not the most easy thing to photograph. And especially if you have like these big chunks of mutton, which are coated in that green kind of, you know, spinachy curry. Uh, That is a bit hard to photograph. You really have to get creative with it. So I challenged myself, all right? And I had this very, very fun and playful composition in my mind. And I created that. It was beautiful. Like it was artistic. It was innovative. And I was so excited when I was creating it. I took a photo and then I posted it. It was a bright photo. I wouldn't say 100% airy, but yeah, maybe a bit bright and airy. It had tons of light in it. And I was so proud of it because I thought that the composition was so unique. I thought that I'd really brought out that, you know, I'd styled the spinach and the mutton so well that one could easily tell what dish it was. And I I showed that photo to a professional photographer here in town. And he looked at that photo and he was like, oh, yeah, nice. But that photo is flat. I was like, what? Really? And I was so heartbroken because i had put in a lot of effort in the composition and coming up with this beautiful playful you know uh, placement positions just getting innovative in all of that and i thought because it's a bright picture let me get a ton of light and turned out that i had put in so much light that it turned the photo flat i had killed the shadows i had no shadows i had very little shadows i would say in my photo and the composition just looked limp like you could not even see the playfulness or the creativeness of the composition because it just looked limp. I had no depth in my photo. Nothing stood out. Everything just looked flat as if, you know, it had absolutely no 3 dness to it. And the photo made no impact. Like it made no impact whatsoever. Even though I had spent so much time in creating that composition, I had actually missed out a key part, which was light. And so... That is the importance of shadows. That is the importance of light. I was heartbroken when I heard it, but I really took it with a pinch of salt. And I I saw my photo again and I was like, okay, I get it. All right. So we just have to have to make sure that light is actually a starting point. And I don't need to tell you this. I'm pretty sure that you're already there, but think of it. Why is a flat lay a little bit different than when you shoot at any other angle? Why am I particularly talking about the height of light in a flat lay? Like, think about it for a minute. You see, when you shoot in any other angle, which is primarily either you're shooting straight on or you're shooting in a three-fourth angle, you have a sense of height, right? You see the elements that are high. Let's say you're shooting a glass and you see it straight on. You see the full height of the glass let's say you're shooting in three-fourth angle you see the top of the glass and you see the height of the glass so there is a 3Dness in them there is already a 3Dness in them right but in a flat lay what are you seeing you're shooting from the top and all you see is the rim of the glass or the rim of the flat place or the rim of the flat plate so what do you need to do you need to work a little harder to bring out the 3Dness, to give it that depth, to add that feeling of height. And that's where shadows become prime. So while we pay a lot of attention to composition when we create flat lays, we actually need to pay extra attention to our shadows and whether they are giving that playfulness of height that we need to make a dynamic, a very powerful flat lay. All right, which is why we need to pay extra attention when we are shooting top down. Now, to bring out shadows nicely and also have a well-exposed photo, I'm not talking about overexposed photo like I created or an underexposed photo, which a lot of folks believe that you need to have, but a well-exposed, a balanced photo, the height of light becomes essential. It becomes everything, to be honest. So you never want to light either to be too high or too low. You want it to be at a certain height and we'll go through that. But I want to tell you about this particular uh, incident that happened with me. You know, I was doing an iPhone photography workshop. I was holding a workshop for a chef and we were doing phone photography. So, sorry. So before I move forward, I have to mention that because flat lay photography is so common, Not just with the DSLR, even with phone. I mean, with a phone, we can capture beautiful, beautiful flat lays. What I'm talking about today is true, not just for DSLR photographers, but also for phone photographers. So this is applicable for flat lay photography, irrespective of whether you use a DSLR or you use a phone. All right. Okay. Back to my workshop. So I was conducting this iPhone photography workshop for a chef. And her complaint, her constant complaint was that her photos just don't turn out well. Like she could not put very specific words to it, but she was not happy with her photos. So I went to her place where she used to do her photographs. And when I saw where she was shooting, I was like, oh my God, she used to shoot in this huge room. It was a huge room where she had this full height kind of a tall window come door okay, which opened into her balcony. So it was really tall and she had a ton of nice light coming in through it. So I was like, oh, this is so wonderful. And then I looked up at the ceiling and there was a skylight there. So imagine this with me, okay? You're standing in a spot and on your right side, you have this beautiful full height door window that brings out this beautiful side light. But then you have light coming from top. So imagine when you are shooting in a flat lay, your camera is on the top, you're shooting from the top, and you're also throwing light from the top. What does it give? Flat light. You never shoot your food. You never light your food from the front. You shoot your food from the front, but you never light it from the front. And that is exactly what was happening. She had too much light in that space. So she was getting two lights from different directions, which was highly contradicting each other. Basically, they were fighting, right? And so the window light could be controlled because you could draw the curtains. But no, boss, you could not control the skylight because it's on the ceiling. What do you do? You know, you don't put curtains there, right? So the only option was not to shoot in that space. Or to shoot at a different time of the day when the sun was not you know, shining all its glory through that particular skylight. So what we want to do is that when we are in a space, we want to see how many directions are we getting the light from. One, two, three, four, five, like how much light is really filling the space. And let's say we have a lot of light filling the space. That's okay. But is the light coming from one direction or different directions, we really, really need to take note of it. And the worst direction from where the light can come is from the same direction that you're shooting. So if the light is coming from the front on top of the food, no boss, not good. If you're shooting from top and there is light coming from top, No good. We do not want that. All right. What it does is it creates contradiction and it fills up so much light that it actually kills the shadows. So we do not want that, which is why the direction of the light and of course, the height of the light. So we don't want something coming from too top or too high when we are in a flat lay situation. All right. So what we don't want is the light to only just brush over that top layer and to not reach the base of the food. The shadows are right there. We need the light to reach there, right? We want the light to settle down and then we want the light to like cast all these dynamic shadows and make the food just come alive, you know, give that three-dimensional effect to it. Now, when the window or the light source is too high, that's what happens. We basically lose the intensity because it's probably just brushing the top. It's not even casting enough shadow. There's more distribution and it's just, it's a bit scattered, right? So it's not reaching up to the base. It's not hitting the base. It's not creating that punch. Now, if that situation, let's say you are in a situation where let's say, you know, you have that skylight and you have no other place to shoot. You're in a restaurant which has skylights and you are like, I really can't you know, break the ceiling. So what do you do when you're in a situation where you can't change your position, you have to shoot in that space. That's when you need to really start manipulating your light, your skills of manipulation come into play, right? You either need to use black foam balls to block the light and cast more shadows and probably, you know, use white foam where you want it bouncing back. So you will have to work a little extra hard To block the light that you don't want, but at the same time, have a funnel where you have enough light reaching your composition. Now, what happens when the light source is too low? What happens? Well, if your composition is higher and your light is low, the problem is actually uh, similar, but kind of opposite. (laughs) Same, same, but different, all right? So, why I say it's similar is because we still don't get the desired intensity of light right? So that's similar in both, whether it's too high or too low, you're not getting the desired intensity. And when it's too low, the problem is opposite because in such a case, you know, it's not like there's too much light or it's moving, you know, on the top and it's filling just the top. The point is there is not enough light, that there is no light reaching either the top or the bottom. We are just in scarcity of light, all right? So, Now, this could be to our advantage. I'm not saying that, like, let's say you are looking for a particular mood or a particular feeling through your photos, you can definitely maximize it and use it to your advantage. But when we are talking about balance lighting, when we are looking for an overall bright feel, then this may not give us the pop that we are looking for. Because now I'm not a scientist, but (laughs) but just based on how I observe light, I know that When our light source is too low and our composition is much higher, basically the light just travels in a straight path in front. And there'll be very little that will actually come up to the top of the composition. It may not travel all the way to the height of the composition. So we'll never have enough light, you know, to kind of light our composition. So again, if that situation is not in your control, manipulation will become very, very important. And manipulation is always important. Actually, it is key to creating the light you want so that you're not at the mercy of what the window is giving you. You still have to manipulate it. But when you have a situation which is extra tricky, then you have to work extra hard. You know, that's what I mean. So anything can really be done. I mean, actually, anything can be done, right? I mean, if we know how to manipulate light, we can actually work in any situation as tricky as it gets. But my aim with this episode is really to share with you how we can start off right. Right. What are we really looking for? And how to create that powerful light right from the get-go, and then you know, to manipulate it to enhance it rather than to rectify it. Right. You know how I'm always about the proactive versus reactive approach. So this is definitely another proactive approach, I would say. So instead of trying to rectify light, you create the light that you want. And that's that's what I'm trying to do here. And I want to talk you through it. All right. So let's find out how you can create that light, all right? So in my experience, like whether you're using artificial light or natural light, when our light source is about, you know, the base of a light source is about the same height as our composition, it's actually very, very powerful, all right? So Let me get a little bit technical. Let me get a little bit more into detail here. Uh, So visualize this with me. Please stay with me as we go a little bit more into the specifics. All right. So I'll try and go slow, but just visualize this with me. Okay. So let's say you're shooting on a three feet high tabletop. All right. So you're shooting top down, your camera is facing down. And you're shooting flatly, all right? You're on a three feet high table. There is a window to the left and you're using pure side light for that shot. Okay, are you with me here? Fantastic. Now, what would be a non ideal height? Like, what would be too high? You are at three feet, your table is three feet high. So, if your window starts much higher, let's say at five or six feet, and it goes maybe all the way up, Then what happens is that the base of your composition is actually two or three feet lower than the window. So there'll be a very different kind of a light and it'll travel differently into your composition. All right. So uh, stay with me as I go through this. All right. So it'll be a little bit different. Now, let's say your window height is from the floor. Up to two feet. So you have a little strip, nice strip window, actually it's a beautiful strip window, which is running at the bottom, all right? But it stops at two feet and your table is three feet high, right? So it starts at three feet. Now, are you getting enough light? Are you getting the most out of that window? Probably not, right? So what do we want? Do we want something which is at a six feet high, you know, goes up to nine feet, or do we want something that starts at pro level and goes up to two feet? Either way, it's not ideal, right? What would be ideal, ideal? Well, if we are on a three feet high table shooting a flat lay with a window to our side, it would be amazing if God gives us a window which starts at maybe two feet high and it goes up to seven feet or something like that. So that it's just a little lower than our composition, And, you know, one foot lower than our composition and it's going up to door height. So what happens is that that five from two feet through seven feet high, that window, it actually has the perfect height for our composition and it also has controlled light. It's not going all the way to the ceiling. It's also not going all the way to the bottom. Um, of course, I'm not talking about the width of the window here. So that also makes a lot of difference. How wide your window is will also dictate how much light is coming. But if I just talk about the height, something that starts just a little lower than your composition and goes up just a few feet above your composition actually is phenomenal. I feel in my experience, it's the ideal kind of light that we need for a flat lay because it's just Right. You know, what it does is actually controls the amount of light and it brings it to a height where we can manipulate it. that is important. We can modify it and we can twist and turn it and we can use it to our advantage and we don't have to fix it too much or too little of it, you know. It's actually working to our advantage. And boy, the kind of shadows that you get when the window is about the same height as your composition I just love it, especially when it's side light, which is pretty much the kind of light in every kind of flat lay photography, right? Side light is what all light is <laughs> in flat lay. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> anyway, so that's what I mean. That when we have a window too low that is a problem. If we have a window too high, that is a problem. When God is very gracious and He gives us a window just about the same height as our composition. Well, that's it. That's where we get the real punch. We have the freedom to get creative with it. That is what is the ideal and the most workable height. But again, even with this height, there could be too much or too little because, again, how long is your window that makes a huge difference. All right. But, but, but I think that height makes a huge impact when we are trying to create shadows and add depth. And that is one aspect. That is often missed out, you know. We, we like to get more light. We like to go close to windows that are full height. And that's okay, depending on what we are trying to create. But we have to bring in those shadows. Without that, you will end up with... The spinach mutton photo of mine, you know, that spinach curry flat photo, someone looking at it and saying, huh, well, that looks flat. We don't want that, do we? Right. So we don't always have the liberty of having the perfect window height. Or the optimal lighting situation, right? But yes, if we do shoot with artificial light, then we totally have that liberty because we can place our light, our softbox, our modifiers at the height that our composition is. So when I'm shooting a flat lay by keeping my backdrop on the floor, my soft box is placed on the floor i'm not kidding it has to start at the same base height as my composition if i'm shooting tabletop then my softbox is mounted on a light stand and the base of it is just a little lower than my composition on my tabletop height all right so those who shoot with artificial light definitely have this advantage you know you can create the light in the truest possible sense but What if we don't shoot with artificial light and we shoot with natural light? Then what do we do? You know, it's not like we can move our window, (laughs) right? So what can we move? We can move our composition. We can change the height of our composition, right? So if you have a low height window, use a low height table. And if you have a higher window, then you use a higher table. So that should really make a difference to your flat lay photos you know you just move according to the light source that you have and that should give you some even distribution that should give you some powerful shadows and the other thing that you should pay attention to is that let's say you have a really really big window you could move away from it you know if you have too much light coming into it and you're not getting the you know the dark shadows that you want then move away from it a little bit so that it is creating that depth for you. The closer you are to the window, the more light you're bringing into your composition. All right, so move yourself when you can't move the window. Go up or down, go left or right, move back or forth. Move yourself in your space, whatever is available to make sure that you're capturing or you at least beginning to get the kind of light that you need for that particular shot. It's balanced, it's not under, it's not over and it's really getting that depth under the plate or the glass or the food that you've kept, you know. So move around, study the height, study the distance and create the best solution for the photo based on the mood that you are trying to achieve, all right? So my purpose here today was to really emphasize the role of shadows and how the height of light actually has one of the most important roles to play in enabling us to capture those shadows to really bring out the 3dness you know like i said in the beginning there are many many factors that play a part in creating beautiful and balanced light but for me the starting point is 100 the height of it all right so given that I hope that this episode helped you and the next time you're in a space, whether it's a new space or an old space, pay attention to the height of light. It is a complete game changer and move yourself if you cannot move the window, but if you shoot with artificial light, boss, you go create that. Pow, punch in your flat lace. all right? So the next time you're setting up your camera for an overhead shot, just do a quick check, look around. Are you getting too much? Are you getting too little? Is your setup too high? Is it too low? What can we change? How can you get the best of it? And then you know exactly what you need to do, all right? So I hope that this episode was helpful. It left you with some ideas to move forward in your flat photography, whether you use a phone or a DSLR. If you have any questions, I'm always all ears and happy to help. Just send me an email on hello at or send me a DM on Instagram at dithama underscore Again, thank you so much for all your wonderful, wonderful words always. I'll see you next time with another episode. Bye-bye.